Welcome to another episode of the Podcast Go. I'm your host, Alex, and joining me on this week's podcast is Ed. Hey. Hey, Ed. And uh, this week, uh, we're, we will be talking about Daredevil, the new Netflix show. Well, actually, I don't know if you could call it new anymore. It's been out for a few weeks at this point, uh, by the time you're hearing this. But um, it it is something newer than Kimmy Schmidt, which was the original topic for this podcast. So, And mm. I would argue a little bit more relevant, right? Because it's a comic book. It's Marvel's first comic book TV show. I would uh, argue that Tina Fey's writing is kind of kind of nerdy because it's so like subversive of course yeah but i mean that's the whole point that's Daredevil's the whole reason why actually comics so you know yeah anyways i w- would have actually i actually watched daredevil uh, you know i probably went to watch kimmy schmidt so yeah so uh yeah we'll be talking about our first impressions of daredevil um i watched the first four episodes uh ed of course one seen like million. five and a half yeah yeah so um Spoiler alert for the first uh, third of the season. Yeah, because it's a thirteen episode season, right? Uh, I think so. Yeah, uh, each episode is an hour long, so standard amount. No, of... it's like forty five minutes. It, well, the first okay. episode is like fifty five minutes, and then it goes like forty five after that. Really? Yeah. Because, well, I guess if you take out the opening and the. Hour-long sitcoms on television are, are like, 44 minutes. Right. But, I mean, I don't... Okay, so maybe I just read mine wrong, or maybe they... Because mine is saying 50... 55, 50... Or not 55, 53, 52 minutes. I know the first episode is really long, and I don't know about after that. They might not be following TV convention, because, let's face it, it's not TV. But I know, you know one what? episode that I just watched was like 45, so... Anyways. Yeah, it goes... I'm, I'm looking at it now. Uh, episode 5 was 56 minutes, and then 7... Or 5 is 56. 6 is 48. Yeah. See, and then it climbs all the way up to an hour. So, very variable in, in terms of the the running time of each episode. Um, really, but that's isn't that one, a good thing? Like... I think so. I think that's that's one of the advantages of being on Netflix, right? Yeah. You don't. You're not confined to to accommodate for um, you know commercials, commercials and and a time that. slot and yeah, exactly. You don't have to make it fit in like a perfect half hour slot or hour slot or whatever. Um, but I mean, I guess first things first, right? What what do you think of Daredevil? From what you've seen. It's good. It's not great. It's good. And yeah, this I, is I would being agree. S- like, you know, seeing the, the first five and a bit episodes. Um, like, I wish I'd seen the rest of the season. I just don't have the time. But it's it's taking its time to get to where it needs to go. And I can appreciate that. It's not like... But then again, I don't really want to see another whole origin story, but then it's kind of inter like splicing it in between. It's it's not too it's kind of a heavy show. You need to give it your full attention. At the same time, it's not so demanding and like just serious. 
don't know, there's, there's a real likable quality about it, I think. It's pretty brutal, too, which is something that I wasn't... I, I was kind of expecting after hearing other people's impressions, but still, it's kind of an adjustment. Yeah, it's... <laughs> it is definitely doing a lot of stuff it wouldn't be able to get away with if it was, you know, part of the MCU or on TV. This is definitely much more in line with an HBO show in terms of, like, gore and violence and stuff like that. Yeah, um, yeah I would definitely agree with that. Yeah. Uh, I Yeah, I, like I said uh, when you were explaining, um, I definitely agree with you. It's a good show. It's a solid show. I wouldn't say, from what I've seen, it's, like, great or phenomenal or anything. Um, I... I guess, like, I didn't think of this as a uh, or, as an origin story initially. I just kind of because when you first see Daredevil in action, he is essentially already fighting crime, and um, yeah, the the flashbacks are intermixed and spliced into uh, in between, like. I guess pauses or lulls in in the present timeline stuff like that. So uh, it's not as boring as other origin stories have been. Um, yeah, it's I I I don't know. The thing that struck me uh, was just how dark this show is, and not like in terms of tone or or the violence or whatever. Literally dark. There are a lot of scenes in like the first four episodes where I just kind of had to squint to to make out certain people like or or like three fourths of a face is shrouded in shadow and yeah it's just a very narrow color palette it they just don't take advantage of the full spectrum yeah well you definitely can tell like obviously crime like uh, heroes always fight crime at night well almost always but. Um, you can tell this kind of comes on like the Batman side of things where it's always like all the criminals are being fought at night and like all the kind of day to day life stuff happens during the day. Right. And then it just kind of mixes into the seedy dark side of yeah. the rest of the day. And it's, it's kind of like formulaic by that sense, but at the same time, yeah, it's, it's a very dim show. It's, yeah. I mean, I know what they're going for with it, right? Like they're trying to go for that noir um like you said cd underbelly of crime type of vibe there but i mean nor is all about making the whites brighter and the darks blacker there's not a whole lot of contrast in the show um at least in a lot of it the show uh which makes it a little bit hard to watch in a literal sense but um, and you're right, it is, uh, very formulaic in that regard, but, I mean, you know, it's, there is, it's not totally Batman, right? It, there is a bit of that Marvel brevity in there. I can't really, like, pick out where it is, or, like, a single instance where, I mean, yeah, that was a great quip, or, you know, a good joke, or whatever, but, I think it's just a general, like, there's enough of the Marvel uh, fun there to make it appealing. 
Um, I think it's it's actually has a lot to do with um, Matt Murdock's partner. What's his name? Foggy. Yeah, Foggy. <laughs> Which <laughs> great name. That is that is a fantastic name. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, I don't know if we can speak um a little bit about the comic side of things. Whether it's a good. Oh, I know nothing about Daredevil. Yeah, I don't. Aside from the, I don't know the really either. crappy uh, Ben Affleck. Yeah, movie. I think I think we we fall in the majority of people whose only real uh, exposure to Daredevil was the Ben Affleck movie, which is not ideal. I I don't I feel. <laughs> I mean, obviously, there's a lot more to Daredevil than that one movie, but it he never seemed as appealing of a character to go back and read his backlog. Um, and even now, I don't even really know what he's doing in the Marvel universe because, um, at least in the comics universe, because I've not seen a single daredevil title, uh, since I've like slowly dipped my toe in into that. So I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's to speak to is like, street vigilante status as opposed to like a full-on superhero let's face it he doesn't have superpowers yeah I mean, aside from his super senses which you know yeah are great i guess i mean they make him daredevil so i can't really yeah take that away from him but it's it's not like you know being the god of thunder or being able to turn into the Hulk. Or, or have an awesome shield. Yeah. <laughs> or just being super rich. Yeah, that, um, that is a superpower. Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, well, actually, so there... I don't know if I'm recalling this correctly, but I do remember reading somewhere that this was not going to um, affect the MCU at all. Is I, I don't know. Can you? Back I have me not up on read anything or? about it, but I would imagine it doesn't because they can't. Well, I could see it in small aspects, but the way, like, I really wish you'd seen the fifth episode because that's when things actually kick off. And, oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Um, but it also seemed uh, like smaller scale, and uh, you know, focused on Hell's Kitchen, the area of New York. Right. Um, rather than expanding it out, you know, you see in a lot of the MCU movies, uh, they go from multiple locations, like all over the place uh, right. in all the movies, even dimensions, right. And like, and whatnot. Um, but Daredevil, it's all like very, very s small, tight focused. Um, uh, you see the events again, I keep saying, this, I wish it's in the next one. You can see events happen um, really close to one another mm -hmm. in, in a literal sense. Mm. So, I mean, yeah, that's I mean that's what uh, Netflix is doing with this uh, series of shows, right? Honestly, I don't think Marvel so. would let them interfere with the MCU, anyways. Yeah, I mean, I think it'd be kind of cool though. Um, not that. It's that should carry any weight, but like I, 
I did pick up on the couple of references to the movies uh, that are in there. Like, I mean, by my count, there have only been really two or three uh, to like what happened in the Avengers. Um, so it'd be it'd be cool to see that reciprocated by saying like, who's the weird blind guy in a mask in in an Avengers movie or something like that, but. Um. Yeah, well, I, I don't see think that's going like to that Coming up in Civil War, like Civil War would be the place that you would see more crossover, and maybe of lesser characters, as far as I understand the events of Civil War. But, yeah. Um. Honestly, I don't see. I don't know. I don't remember the name of the actor who plays Daredevil. Uh, Matt Murdock. Um, but he's he's not a he's not a big screen actor. He's he's just not. He doesn't have the same appeal. As a uh, Chris Evans, right? Yeah, it's. I mean, well, let's talk about his acting a little bit. Um, I don't really have a great eye for performances, uh, and by that I mean <laughs> I just kind of. That was a terrible pun. I I didn't mean it to be a pun, but okay. <laughs> yeah, well, it wasn't unintentional After... pun. I know. <laughs> uh, but. Yeah, he seems very flat when he's playing Daredevil. Uh, I don't know if that changes in the fifth episode or, or what you've seen of the sixth episode, but um, as Matt Murdock, he's kind of this... See, Matt Murdock s- is cool. Daredevil yeah. is not cool. Like, like the personality-wise. Matt, mm. Matt Murdock has, like, spunk, and Daredevil is, like, flat and dry. Yeah, I think that's... I think that's fair to say, but whenever, like, there's that whole courtroom episode where they take that, uh, case. <laughs> I started explaining it, and now I realize that explaining any more would kind of spoil it. it. The case with the guy with the ball. Um, and he, when he's giving, like, the closing statements and all that stuff, and he's, like, questioning his uh his client and all that he there is a little bit of the daredevil performance in there where he's like all business uh he's deciding things unilaterally um he's just not fun like he's most fun when he's making fun of hoagie foggy are you hungry right now (laughs) i'm a little bit hungry um yeah i think i think having Foggy there is pretty necessary to keeping any semblance of brevity in, in the show. Um, it's, I guess this is the major difference between the movie, the, the god-awful movie, and the mm-hmm. TV shows, that um, there there is a sidekick kind of deal going on with that. There's like a side story going on with uh, Foggy and the secretary. Yeah, I, I don't... What is her name? Vanessa? I don't, Rebecca? I, I don't know. I think it is it Vanessa. Uh, anyways, um, it's funny we can't remember her name at all. Like well, at I mean, all. <laughs> I, she's very, she's very damsel in distress. E. Uh, okay. Well, that starts to change. She starts to take action and stuff. Well, I mean, and that, she's that's already... where she becomes a more compelling character. But yeah. she she can't do things herself. Like she needs to be saved every time. Yeah, and that's not enjoyable to see because 
you know, I'd hope we'd come a little bit further than, you know, women characters, especially ones that are trying to be empowered. Yeah. They always need help. I mean, she, I'm, I am at the point where she's meet, she's working with Eric. Um, uh, but even that's kind of, she has to be handheld through it. Like the whole auction thing. Oh, okay, so you are at that part. That's good. Yeah. I thought that was in five, but it wasn't. Oh no, it's it happens at the tail end of four. Um so there is I but yeah, I don't know. I don't know I don't know. The point my oh. point I was trying to make was just that she's I don't I don't She's more like the sidekick of Foggy yeah. than anything else. Yeah, I'm not paying attention too much to her story right now. Uh just because it hasn't fully tied back into Daredevil's Bat Murdoch's story. Okay. Yet. So I know where I was going with this whole thing about mm-hmm. the, the the secretary and Foggy. Okay, so again, the movie got awful, but then again it focused only on Ben Affleck and Electra, right? Right. Okay, so by focusing in on the multiple lives of Matt Murdoch, um, of Foggy and the the secretary, and then, you know, it also tells you the, the story of the bad guys and stuff. It gives you, like, multiple views of the universe. But it also breaks up a lot of that seriousness. And it, it allow, it's allowed to get different tones in there. Because as much as we're talking about, like, the knight being, like, evil and stuff like that, there's a big scene when uh, Foggy and the, the secretary go out and just get completely shit-faced. Yeah. <laughs> and that was a great scene. And that was like, okay, the knight isn't just all shitty and terrible. Uh, it can kind of provide some comic or comedic relief, right? Yep. Um, and then, you know, there was the whole, I loved his apartment scene too, with, uh, with, uh, what's her face's character? Uh, Rosario. Yeah. Dawson? Rosario Dawson's character. Yeah. When the she... stupid billboard. That was, that was <laughs> awesome. Well, that uh, wasn't. Rosario... That was with the secretary. Sorry. Yeah, that was with the secretary. Um, but speaking of Rosario Dawson, I I really like her. And well, she's she's directly tied into the the dare the main storyline, so she has that going for her. But as a character, she's very spunky. Um, you know, she dishes it right back. Um, kind of accepts that he's not gonna tell him tell her anything but she kind of um yeah i don't know she's got she's got a lot of spunk and sass to her which is always great to see um and then rosario dawson as an actress is is she's she's really great she's by far the best actress in the show (laughs) um but i would say it's not her best performance by a, a mile but she's the best actress for sure. She's best actor of anyone. Yeah. Uh, but I, I like her character to develop a bit more. Um, there's stuff you haven't seen yet that it develops character a lot and makes it quite sympathetic, but it's, uh, um, like, I just want to see more of her before I start judging her too much because. There's always a thing I go back to uh, with her performance in Clerks 2, which is probably a movie not seen by many listeners uh, of this podcast. And that's her, that's by far the best performance. And it makes her like basically the most attractive um, 
on a physical and personal basis. And I haven't seen like any of that in the show. And it really kind of frustrates me after seeing such an amazing performance out of a really good actress. Mm. And this is just kind of like one of those really isolated problems that I don't know anyone else will have. But right. yeah, it's, I like her, but I, I, I need more out of her character. I mean, yeah. Okay. So I, I've, I've seen her get kidnapped. If, if that was what you're referring to, I assume it's not because that kind of, she's been kidnapped. Has, has she been saved? Yeah. And then, uh, she's, has, has, there's a specific line he says to her. Have you heard that line yet? And you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Is it the name? No. Okay, then I probably haven't gotten there yet. Okay, then, yeah, like, it develops that character, it develops a relationship where they know each other, but there's a specific moment where it kind of, there's certain fractures and it's, it's a personality flaw on Matt and it really builds things, so. Okay. Alright, yeah, I'm, uh... I really like that scene, and that was a... Honestly, I give a lot of credit to the writers on that one. And I, mm. I wish I could spoil it, but it's... I prefer <laughs> not, because if you really haven't seen that part yet, it's... It's kind of, as far as I'm concerned, one of the most important moments of the show so far, so... Okay. Um... Well, in that case, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Um... Now, you... What do you... You mentioned the writing. What do you think of the writing? It's acceptable. Okay. <laughs> Honestly, there's been some really frustrating moments where I'm just like, this is just pure shit. But the moments where it really shines is between Matt, Foggy, and the secretary. Right. It's it's the smaller scale con like that, that those are really tight. And I feel mm. like the conversations in the criminals are just like all over the place and just kind of just really stereotypical. Yeah, they they do the typical fast talk um, type of thing where, you know, you're expected to keep up and, and there's not a whole lot of context to most of their conversations. I, I will say we've seen a lot of um, kingpins or Fisk. Yeah. Um, his conversations are really good. I don't know if I, I love the delivery by the actor. I know he's a he's a very good actor, but mm. I don't know if I love him yet. He's kind of he is still kind of bland. Yeah, I'm I'm honestly very surprised about how they chose to introduce Fisk uh, into the show because for the first few he's like this nameless crime lord, um, but his I think. Yeah, the first episode where he gets a substantial storyline, it, it it caught me off guard, to be honest, uh, just because the only real exposure to Fisk I've had ever was his role in the Amazing Spider-Man animated show. Um, You're talking about Kingpin? Right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, the Spider-Man animated I don't even remember show. that at all. Really? I remember him uh, in it. I don't remember what happens in it. Okay. Yeah. Just, I mean, he was in that show. He was a very typical cartoony guy pulling the strings from the background, from behind the curtain. Um, but he was always like a hand wringing, uh, plotting James Bond type of villain. Um, 
from what I remember, and his his yeah his first storyline is so disarming, just because I'm I'm not I'm not used to seeing Wilson Fisk like that. Uh, but then you know he he gets frustrated and he there's a head in a door, a car door, and then I was like, oh yeah, that makes I think that brings it back into focus. I I honestly think that Fisk is like a Bond villain in the show, like a much less uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? He he's a much less motivated Bond villain. <laughs> he has smaller goals. Yeah, <laughs> focused only on Hell's Kitchen, but um. You see some of, like, the completely villainous side, um, after kind of being bored with, like, not really bored, but they build up a lot of his personality and how kind of just weird and screwed up he is, which, especially with the dinners, those dinners were freaking weird. Um, <laughs> but I, I kind of like where it's going, but I need to see more. Like, that's, that's the whole thing about the show is I need to see more because... I'm not happy where I'm at with it mm. and where certain characters are at. Right. Um, yeah, I, I mean, it's definitely one of those shows that's tough to stop once you start. Um, and I think one of the main things I was looking for when I was watching the first four episodes was... Uh, I don't have a better word for this other than bingeability. That's not, that doesn't even sound right coming out of my mouth, but just the ability, just the inherent, uh, characteristic of being able to sit down, turn it on and just power through episode after episode. Um, because I, as far as I was concerned, if this show did not take advantage of that, then it wasn't really taking full advantage of the format. Of being off TV, um, so wait, you I got, think it's a very binge, bingey show? Not particularly. Like when it got to the point where I had to start recording for this podcast, I had no problem just stopping after finishing an episode. Like, no, I, I, totally I can't. Agree. I can't watch any more tonight, uh, even if I wanted to. But I probably won't revisit it until maybe next weekend at the earliest. Like. It it's there is, um, like I can sit there and watch maybe two or three episodes at a time, but if something else comes up, then I have no problem just walking away from it for a while. Um, so I guess in that sense, it's 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 taking advantage of it, but not fully taking advantage of it. Um. Well, I mean, honestly. TV shows aren't really meant to be binged, though. That's, that's the thing. True. Well, that's that's. I think that's. Um, I mean, I don't know. I I consider it a, a primary trait to have in a in a show like this, just because you know the 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 new phenomenon of Netflix binging has made it more and more common for people to watch shows like that. Um, at least a lot of my friends do like they'll say, oh yeah, I'm not going to watch the latest season of whatever until it's on Netflix so I can go through it all at once. Um, so I, I feel like that's a fair category to judge it on. 
I still think those people are weird. No offense to I anyone. mean, that's fair. Yeah, that's I, fair. I mean, I watched The Walking... Like, the two shows I really are committed, or I'm committed to is, is Walking Dead and Game of Thrones. Um, I watched The Walking Dead week to week, and I like it that way because it's suspenseful. It keeps me coming back. Right. And there's consistency in it. Mm-hmm. And Game of Thrones, I haven't seen the new episodes yet. It's not because I don't want to. It's because I have reasons, <laughs> which I prefer. Like it doesn't it doesn't matter at this point. But right again, rather watch it week by week, especially the show like Game of Thrones. That it's slow and you have to pay attention a lot. There might be some advantage to binging it, but at the same time, again, doesn't have a great pacing to binge, as far as I'm concerned. Right. Um. And I mean. I don't want to have to sit there and watch shows like that, like in, in one shot. It doesn't feel good to me. I did that with Breaking Bad and I kind of lost a little bit of the luster. Still love the show, but I think it loses, a lot of the shows lose luster when they, when you, you try and power through them because it takes a lot of focus for, at least with a good show, it takes a lot of focus and it's time consuming and then you may miss very big things. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you bring up, all very valid points, um, but I, I, okay. So the the point that I wanted to visit uh, before when I mentioned the writing or I asked you about the writing uh, was just how methodical the the writing was in this one, and it. I think you've noticed this as well, where um, this show takes its time to like make sure that you get the point before transitioning forward. Yeah, um, I'd say you're right about that. Which which does make it a little bit easier to binge because it's not like hitting you constantly at a at a consistent pace like it it because it's pl- it's planned everything out. Some of the scenes are a little bit slower than others which make it um have that natural ebb and flow type of thing going on. Um, but I definitely agree. It's, I mean, I don't think it's healthy to binge. I just know that a lot of people do binge. Um, you know, if people want to so, do that, the more power to them. I don't really give a crap. Yeah. <laughs> but I feel like at least with the stuff that I, I've done it with, it, I'm, mm-hmm. I miss stuff and it just doesn't, it's not as much fun to watch uh, a show. It, yeah, it definitely takes something out of it. Um, well, okay, I guess the ultimate question uh, now, because having watched only a portion of, of the season, have you watched enough to uh, commit to watching the rest of it? Yeah. Not necessarily from, like, I've already finished this much, I might as well finish, but, like, has it caught enough of your interest to to continue watching it i've watched worse crap for worse reasons Hmm. i've committed to worse crap for worse reasons so and and i think daredevil is a good enough show that i'll finish the season at least i've never Mm -hmm. watched a a netflix show before a tv show Um, right so this will be a first but i i think it's it's good enough for me to say yeah i'm gonna spend another five or six hours or whatever finishing the show because it's 
in the scheme of things, it's probably worth my time a, a lot. I could be doing a lot worse by watching other shows, probably. Uh, this is not a, a, a hit against Daredevil, because it's a solid show. Like, yeah, I can't it, emphasize it enough. Definitely. It's very solid. But, um, I mean, it's got its little quirks. But I, I don't know. I, the, the, I think a bigger question to be would be, after every after we've watched the entire thing, would we commit to a season two? Oh yeah, that I I think that would be a. a b- I think we we'll have to address question. that at, at a later point. Yeah, whenever we finish. You um, know, I'll probably be finished. Well, I mean, give me two weeks to a month to probably finish it. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm right there with you. Um, it might take a little bit more goading on my part. Uh, to finish it, just because I don't watch a whole lot of Netflix in general, but I do like the show enough to want to see what happens. Um, it might take me a little bit longer than you to to finish it, but from what I've seen, it's, like you said, it's a solid show. It's a decently entertaining show, and that's not to take away from it to say, like, oh, it's mediocre or whatever no it's it's a it's a b b plus uh i'd say i'd say solid b or b minus yeah so right around that range um it's good not yeah it's it's worth watching i can't see anybody being over the moon about it or being super hyped about it or anything like that well people seem really hyped about it maybe we just haven't hit that part yet like maybe I mean, as but I'm willing to give it the benefit of the doubt by finishing it. Like, if I thought it was utter crap, I would not watch it. Right, you would not have agreed to to do this podcast. I'm no, sure. I probably would have agreed to do the podcast. But <laughs> if it was crap, I'd be like, no, I'm I'm done. Like, I'm completely done. I would not watch five episodes, not instead of the four which we originally agreed to. Right. Yeah. Um. And well, again, this was in a week. Right? like we we agreed to do this podcast a week ago. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. it's been good enough that I've watched those five episodes and like kept with it for a week. So right, uh, yeah, this is a, a all in all, I'd say it's a solid showing from from Marvel and from Netflix. Um, I know they have a few other Marvel Netflix shows uh, in the works. I think Luke Cage is one of them. And a couple others. So, given how uh, I I guess successful, given how successful Daredevil has been, um, I'm much more optimistic about those shows than I was before. Um, especially since Daredevil was the only one I recognized from from the roster that they announced. So, yeah. Uh, I might I might check out the other ones when they come out, but hopefully they won't come out for a long while, so I can finish this one. <laughs> um, so Ed, do you have any closing thoughts on on Daredevil? Uh, other than what we just said, I don't know. I th- well, I think it's I think we better than it. Colin Farrell and Ben Affleck. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, hey, you can't say that too often, I guess. Well, no, yeah. maybe not about Colin Farrell, but definitely Ben Affleck. He's good. <laughs> uh, anyways, Daredevil, yeah. watch it, I guess. Yeah, G- 
give it a shot. Um, you may be pleasantly surprised. Um, I think that's everything we've wanted to say about Daredevil. Um, what do you think about the show, and are you enjoying it so far? Have you finished it? What do you think? Um, and most importantly, would you want a season two? Uh, let us know by getting in touch with us. You can do that by connecting with us on Facebook, on Twitter, on Tumblr, and on Instagram. You can also send us an email uh, by sending it to populationgo at gmail.com, or you can send it to us directly on the site by commenting on the episode post uh, for this episode. And as always, you can listen to our recent backlog by checking out our feed on iTunes and on Stitcher, and however else you get your podcasts. Uh, But other than that, guys, we'll see you later. (laughs) 